Well, we are now just over a week away from the Big 12 football season getting underway, and let's continue to dive into some preview conversations. Brett Ciancia joins us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo, and Brett is the author of Pick 6 Previews. They are voted the most accurate Power 5 preview magazine. They do an absolutely outstanding job. It is on sale right now for the 2021 season. Also, he's a Heisman voter. Brett, great to have you on the show. Uh, Let's just start off with the last few weeks for the Big 12 before we talk about the season coming up here. With the realignment talk, with where this league is right now, uh, what is your takeaway from what's gone down the last month or so across the Big 12 Conference? Yeah, Pete, well, thanks for having me on. Uh, I have a ton of respect for what you built there at Heartland. I I tune in throughout the season and the offseason. It's a great mix of guests coming on and and your opinion, your analysis, so keep up the great work. Uh, As it relates to the Big 12, yeah, it's been a brutal month for you guys. Uh, I was thinking of the podcast and the listeners because uh, you start to think of, is this conference going to fall apart completely? Of course, losing Texas and Oklahoma is a big blow in terms of national relevance and uh, playoff potential, that kind of thing, recruiting pipeline. But, um, yeah, that's a massive loss. And uh, I'm probably one of the few out there that really – I love the regional conferences. I love the regionality of it, the old traditions, the rivalries, the in-state rivalries. So I'd love to see the Big 12 uh, remain intact and really double down on that Texas geography or that Midwest geography. You know, add some schools like SMU or Houston um, and just try and remain a a relevant conference because I really want them to, to survive. Yeah, absolutely. So, Brett, let's dive into the season here. Uh, Your preview magazine, as we noted, is voted the most accurate one. So as we look at the Big 12 this year, it it seems, and I've said this to many guests, it seems like there's a clear one-two in this league, Oklahoma, Iowa State. You have not been able to say that in recent years. It's been Oklahoma, and then who's number two? Is Is that how you see the top of the Big 12 shaping up right now? And if so, how close are Oklahoma and Iowa State? Yeah, so I think that in past years in the Big 12, when you evaluate them, they have a pretty solid middle middle of the pack, you know, middle tier. But this year, it's a strong upper tier. It's very crowded at the top, and I was breaking it down. Uh, I do have Oklahoma projected to win it. I think it's their best team since 2008. It's very complete on both sides of the ball. We can get more into that. But um, in terms of just league race, it's Oklahoma number one. Iowa State number two. It's very veteran, and you saw what they could do last year, um, you know, splitting the series with Oklahoma, making it to Dallas, and uh, you bring back so much of that roster. 20 20 starters are back. Uh, From there, a couple of contenders that no one's talking about, TCU. I have ninth nationally. That's, uh, you know, they're they're unranked in the AP in the coaches' poll. I've got them up at number nine, third in the conference. I'm really impressed by what they have this year. Uh, it's a very deep stable of receivers. You know, the most firepower they've had since that 2014 team that pushed for a playoff berth. Uh, and then, of course, when you give Gary Patterson all this experience and star power on defense, uh, you know you're going to have a league contender. So that's just the top three. I mean, I have Texas ranked. i got Oklahoma State ranked, and Baylor and West Virginia are close. So there's a lot to like in the Big 12 this year. All right. So, and I agree with you on that. Um, if you were to say who is that team that may be getting – undervalued where do you see that in the conference right now going into the season well in terms of undervalued it's definitely tcu i just hit on it a little bit um you know they're unranked nationally i think most uh, prognosticators and publications have texas third and oklahoma state fourth so i have tcu jumped up two spots at least um you know also max duggan he's underappreciated as a player you know, uh, I, I see him running down the sidelines like the fastest player on the field all the time. He's got a cannon for an arm. 
It's just a matter of uh, getting a full, healthy offseason. He's been banged up in recent years and was a true freshman in 18, or I'm sorry, 19. So I'm excited to see this offense. Um, besides TCU, since I already touched on them, a team that's kind of under the radar is Baylor. I don't think anyone else has them as high as I do. I have them 30th nationally. I had a chance to talk with Dave Aranda, their head coach, uh, last preseason. So think of spring 2020. Um, he was just taking over at Baylor, and there was no offseason to implement his scheme. And from talking to him, you could tell he's a defensive genius. I mean, it was very complex. He was recalling packages he ran out of, uh, you know, out of Wisconsin years ago and specific plays here and there. So I knew he's, you know, he's going to turn that defense around, but I remember thinking it's going to take a year or two. But here we are in year two, and he's got ten starters back. He added this monster defensive tackle from LSU, uh, Siaki Aka, and um, I'm really excited to see this defense. There's all-American all caliber and all-conference caliber all over the place. So uh, I think the defense alone puts them in the, uh, the top 25 area. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think that's a, that's a sneaky good thought in terms of what the Baylor Bears might be able to do. Now, uh, top of the league, we'll go back there, the Oklahoma Sooners. You said most complete team they've had since 2008. The question, obviously, is can that Alex Grinch defense – help get this team over the hump and actually win a college football playoff game. You follow all of college football, not just the Big 12. So uh, when you look at the ACC and the SEC and, you know, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, does Oklahoma stack up with those teams this season? This year, I think they do. I think they really do. The difference being that it's finally a complete team. Of course, under Lincoln Riley and even the 10 years before that, they've always had the offense. They've always had elite offenses, but never really the defense to pair with it. And in such a high-powered uh, offensive league, that was a problem. So um, I think now, finally, though, they have the defense to pair with it. And, um, you know, I run my numbers. I try and strike a balance between my analytics, my numbers, but also the game tape. And when you look at my numbers and the game tape, I mean, this defense was legit last year, uh, ranked in the top 25 in a lot of my metrics. And then on the field, you, you watch them. They're fast. They fly to the ball. I mean, it's right there under Alex Grinch's term. He calls it the speed D, speed defense. And uh, I think it's 10 starters back. It's, it's blue chip guys everywhere. Um, their top four linebackers are back. There's really a lot to like. So it's veteran. It was high caliber last year. And, uh, and now to pair with one of the best offenses in the country, I think you have a, a legitimate playoff contender or national title contender, finally. Mm-hmm. Now, Iowa State, is this, is this a team that uh, hit its ceiling last year, getting the Big 12 title game that – some people say maybe getting slightly overbought this year, or is that veteran talent going to be able to possibly deliver them not just a Big 12 title, but maybe we're talking about a playoff appearance? Yeah, well, the sky's the limit with Iowa State. I mean, they split the series last year with Oklahoma. It's just they lost the one that counted there in December. But uh, So really, I'm telling people this about Iowa State. I'm calling them America's team this year, and that might sound like a stretch or some kind of uh, you know, caricature, but when you think of it, in this current era of college football, it's evolved into constant change. You have the transfer portal, these coaching carousels every year, all the big money, you know, the recruiting five stars and all that stuff. But when you look at Iowa State, they're kind of the antithesis of all of that. I mean, you have a long-term program builder like the days of old, like the Bobby Bowdens and Joe Paternos and Beamers uh, with Matt Campbell, who's turned down so many lucrative offers, confirmed and unconfirmed. You've heard of them. Um, but he wants to really build something there. He's turned down big money. Um, they do this through, they call it five-star culture over five-star talent. It's all these under-recruited guys from the Midwest. They come in, they, they buy in. It's all that team culture, all those buzzwords you want to use. So, Long story short, it's a very likable program, and um, I think the college football, it would be a nice breath of fresh air to see a program like this 
succeed. So, uh, but more specific to 2021, yeah, you have the quarterback there with Brock Purdy, uh, very sharp with the ball, 66 completion rate uh, percentage all three years. So uh, you have the nation's leading running back last year, Brees Hall. He's kind of the, the engine of that offense. You have tall, lanky receivers and tight ends to throw to an experienced offensive line. But really what stands out is their defense. And, you know, in such an offensive league, they took the route, kind of like TCU, to go with the innovative defense with uh, John Haycock's 3-3-3. He calls it his dime stack package. And all these guys are back. It's unique. Um, and it's just fun to watch. So I'm, I'm pulling for them. I think that, uh, like I said, they're America's team this year. Now, we haven't talked yet about uh, West Virginia and the Mountaineers and whether or not Neil Brown is ready to have that breakthrough season. What's holding you back from talking about West Virginia, if, if anything, unless you've got some thoughts there on the Mountaineers that you think they could exceed expectations? Yeah, so with West Virginia this year in the book, I took kind of a deeper dive. I looked program, you know, program context because this is the 10th year in the conference in the Big 12, and it's, by the way, it's flown by. I can't believe it's been 10 years. But mm-hmm. uh, I looked at the nine years prior to the Big 12 and the nine years in the Big 12. And, of course, before they arrived, they had nine-plus win seasons seven out of the nine years. In the Big 12, only once had they won more than nine games. And uh, the first thing you think of, well, has their recruiting tanked because they're out of their geography footprint? Not necessarily. It's been an average of 40th all the way through, before and after the Big 12. So it's the same talent. I think they're just in a tougher conference. That, that 40th recruiting ranking doesn't go as far here. Uh, as you know, it's loaded with top recruiters and great coaches. So, um, so as it relates to 2021, yeah, I've got them tied there with Baylor in sixth. I uh, got them 29th overall nationally, so, so pretty, uh, pretty high praise there. Um, yeah, I don't know what to expect. We'll see. Um, I don't know if they can close the gap. It's such a crowded division at the top. I see five legitimate ranked teams. They're still there with Baylor. So uh, I don't think this is the breakthrough year, but I do like Neil Brown as a hire, and I think that they're building something there. So we are being joined and, and looking at the upcoming Big 12 season, which is, I mean, I can't believe it. It's right around the corner. We're starting it up next week. Brett Ciancia is joining us here. He is the uh, author of Pick 6 Previews, the most accurate preview magazine in the country, also a Heisman voter. He's on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Look at the Kansas schools for us here. We know that uh, KU is is not going to be uh, any good. They've got the new coach. Les Miles is gone. K-State, uh, it's a veteran team. They bring back Skylar Thompson. The offensive line is figured out. They've beaten Oklahoma two straight years. Should we not be overlooking the Wildcats, or do you think it's going to be kind of a, uh, a middle-of-the-pack season for them? Well, for Kansas State, it's it kind of reminds me when I covered the Big Ten about Northwestern. It's a team that doesn't recruit well and, and may seem boring to the national audience, but they play clean, sharp football, and they – they surprise some teams each year. So uh, I have them tied in eighth right now um, alongside Texas Tech there. Uh, but they could really shock anybody, as evidenced by beating Oklahoma two years in a row. And um, In fact, Skylar Thompson, I, I researched this, he's the only quarterback in the country with three top ten wins. So he's got the resume. I know that's p- partly longevity, but uh, still that goes without saying he's a solid quarterback within this offense. And uh, the quarterback shoulders a ton of carries here. Um, just like it did under Bill Snyder. It's probably a little bit less under Courtney Messingham now, but it's still a foundational element of that offense. The key being that you get a, a finally a veteran offensive line. I know they mm-hmm. went through transitions uh, so far under the Chris Kleiman era, and that's so critical to his, uh, you know, his uh, identity on offense, that power run game. So I'm excited to see a veteran offensive line and a quarterback like that. Deuce Vaughn was an absolute, uh, you know, a breakout star last year. Um, 
with his five five size and shiftiness and explosion, he kind of reminds me of uh, you know, of uh, that Darren Sproles. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've already heard that a hundred times, but um, it's fun to watch. So the, the the question with Kansas State now is kind of a talent drain on defense, losing a couple draft picks and, and NFL guys. So can they reload quickly there? Um, that's the question. And uh, and with Kansas, I think it's a longer term build. I know on your show you said it a hundred times, but Les Miles built it the right way. He went high school first uh, from a program that used to just patch it up with one-year JUCO guys and never really, uh, you know, they were stuck in the mud. But um, So it's a longer-term rebuild. Lance Leipold, he's done it before. Uh, he's done it at, at the Division II level and at Buffalo. So uh, give him some time. I think he might turn it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Now, uh, I want to touch on the two, two teams we have not really had the chance to talk about yet. Oklahoma State, dark horse, yes or no? I don't think so, uh, quite honest. Um, I think they had their window of opportunity last year, and for whatever reason it didn't hit home. I know they had offensive line uh, injuries and quarantines, and they, they went with six different line combos last year due to the, the constant injury hits. So that hurt. The run game wasn't as established as it was in, 20, uh, in 2019 um, with Chuba Hubbard a little bit banged up and still had his fumble issues. So I thought that last year with the trio at quarterback, running back, and receiver, it would have clicked. They also had a great defense last year. It doesn't get enough attention nationally, but uh, number one and third down rate, they really got off the field and, and, and were solid. But I think a lot of those key pieces are gone. Um, Spencer Sanders didn't really take the step forward I'd have hoped for. He reminds me of um, Adrian Martinez at Nebraska or Dorian Thompson-Robinson at UCLA, where you have great athleticism and speed, and, and they flash brilliance for a quarter or a half, but turnovers and, and some, you know, some uh, poor decisions have uh, really – hurt their offenses so I think they've hit their ceiling uh we'll, we'll see how this year turns out but like I said it's crowded at the top I think they had their chance last year to move up the ladder but uh I have them fifth in the conference and Texas Tech I mean it could be a tough year if Tyler Shuck you know turns into a top 10 NFL draft pick maybe it's different but are you expecting any surprises from the Red Raiders yeah so you know, back in January when I first jotted down some some notes before my deep dive research I penciled them in at ninth and uh, after my research, after uh, looking at my numbers, the transfer portal, uh, I actually spoke with head coach Matt Wells. I moved them up to a tie in eighth. I know it doesn't sound crazy, but um, you know, I moved them up out of that ninth place because I think there's some, some bright spots on the roster. I mean, at linebacker, they're pretty deep there. They added Reggie, uh, Reggie Pearson from Wisconsin, uh, the defensive back there. It was a very crowded secondary over there, and he was a starter at one time. So uh, they hit the transfer portal well. Um, you know, Duke transfer, Marquise Waters. He's a, a multi-year starter from Duke. And then obviously the big one you, you hit on was Tyler Shuck, bringing in a four-star guy, a, a power five starter. That's going to be huge for this offense. And I think it fits better with their new coordinator hire, bringing in Sonny Cumbie, uh, obviously a former Texas Tech quarterback himself. But the difference between that and the, nor- the normal air raid is that Cumbie likes to run his quarterback a bit. And if you watched any Oregon last year with Tyler Shuck, he's, he's mobile enough. So, uh, I think it'll be a solid uh, hit there at offensive coordinator. It's just a matter of can that defense continue to improve a little bit. And I think they have the linebackers to do it. So, they're, they, yeah, they're enough to shock somebody. I mean, they had Texas close last year, if you remember. They should have won that game. Yep. And, um, you know, had a couple other teams close to Oklahoma State. So, yeah, I think they're a solid team. And uh, Matt Wells is a pleasure to speak with. Brett Ciancia, he is the author of Pick 6 Previews. Find him on Twitter at Pick 6 Previews. And they are the most accurate 
Power 5 College Football Preview Magazine, also a Heisman voter. Brett, great to have you on. Really appreciate all the good work you are doing so we learn about uh, what's going on around the rest of the sport. And uh, Great to have you on. Looking forward to a good season. Yeah, thanks, Pete, again. And, and for any listeners interested, you can use a discount code on the site there. Just type in BIG12. And I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk again soon. Good luck this fall to everybody. Enjoy. You bet. And the website is pick6previews.com. You know, I know that you just heard it there from Brett, and he was talking about the fact that the Big 12 has always been pretty solid in the middle, but he wonders about, you know, the middle this year, and he's confident in the top this year in Oklahoma and Iowa State. And the only thing I might disagree with Brett on is that. And I I really think that um, when you look at this league, there's no doubt that you've got a great one-two in Oklahoma and Iowa State. And it may be more than that. But I think the middle is pretty damn good, too. When you look at TCU and Texas and Oklahoma State, right, and if you want to throw in uh, Baylor to the mix and Kansas State, I mean, you can make an argument for any of those teams being anywhere from third or fourth to seventh, eighth, or ninth. That's pretty darn impressive. It's really darn impressive. So it's good to have Brett on and uh, get his perspective. First time on the show and thought he definitely rocked it. We'll have him on again as the season goes along. All right, so good, good stuff. Talk a little Big 12, and boy, we just cannot wait. Can't wait. Love it. Let me end by thanking you guys because we have 480 ratings on this show, 480. I wanted to get to 400 by the start of the season, all right, and we have 480. Uh, can we get to 500 in the next week? Can you hit that five-star? Takes you a second on iTunes, and if you want a free koozie, then you got to just leave the review as well. Hit the subscribe button, leave a review. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie that's got your name on it. All right? We appreciate you guys so much. And um, we'll be talking to you very soon because the season's a week away. I cannot wait. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. And we've got an important sponsor jumping on with us next week as well. If you want to be a sponsor, if your company wants to be a sponsor of this Big 12 show, also send me an email. We've had inquiries about that, so shoot me an email. Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. i got room for one, maybe two more in the show. So definitely hit me up about that. Anywhere in the Big 12 region, you'll definitely get good bang for your buck. I promise you that. Have a great week, guys. Can't wait for the season. Let's count it down together. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.